நீங்கள் வாருங்கள் அன்பர்களே கூடுங்கள் கேடுங்கள் நண்பர்களே இளமையில் நாம் செய்ய நினைத்ததை முதுமையில் செய்ய இயலுமே என்று வாருங்கள் வாருங்கள் நண்பர்களே கூடுங்கள் கேடுங்கள் நண்பர்களே This podcast is brought to you as a joint initiative between Anubha, the National Institute of Social Defense, Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment and Media for Community Foundation. Project Coordinators Dr. R. Sridhar and Alok Verma Radio Coordinators Pooja Murada, Kaushalya and Sai Sudhar Producers Kowai Vani, Kowai Care Retirement Communities If you are a senior citizen and need help, contact our Elder Helpline 14567 between 8am and 8pm. We promise to help you lead a better life. I repeat, 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. I have before me an active Ramrod Strait 81-year-old with the unmistakable aura of an army man. Colonel Ramachandran was also the GM at NASCOM and was actively involved in promoting the growth of of Indian software industry till 2008. He began his career after his BE in telecommunications when he joined the army under the university entry scheme. Passing out of the Indian Military Academy, he was commissioned in the Corps of Signals and was later instructor at the Military College of Telecommunication Engineering in Mao. His dedicated service has taken him to places such as Srinagar, Udhampur, Army Headquarters, New Delhi and many more, including participation in the Bangladesh War. He was also nominated to attend MTech at IISC Bangalore. Now settled in a retirement complex, his activities, apart from his passion for gardening, includes keeping himself in shape and licking other senior citizens into shape with his fitness sessions. He now reveals the emotions, the hardship, the total dedication and discipline, the courage and humor in uniform. Welcome, Colonel Ramchandran. Thank you, Mala. First of all, to begin with, I would like to ask you, What do you remember about your very first day as an army officer? Very interesting question, Mala. Uh, when I joined the unit that was in Delhi, that known as uh, Special Signal Regiment, the CO was a very, very strict man. And uh, he asked me and go and report to the Subeda major of the unit. His aim was, I should know the men first and as intimately as possible. So I went and met the Subeda major who introduced me to all the J- JCO junior commissioned officers 
and thereafter I was taken for tea with the officers at about 10, half past 10 when the, the officers generally have tea together. There I was told by the CO, then Brigadier E.A. Ramados, that I have to lead a route march and carry out a testing of the range of a newly introduced equipment and go from Delhi cantonment as far as Manesa. We were to start our march at about 5 o'clock and we wanted to see does the communication range gets affected at night. So there I was prepared for a 40 kilometer march and we went to Manesa and where uh, we found that the range was becoming a little more out of uh, the expected range and the signal strength was falling, the Spida Major said, Sir, we now have rest and let's have tea. And there I had the first introduction of tea with rum. <laughs> and uh, the first sip I took and it hit me and I said, Spida Major, what have you done? And there I came back and of course uh, I was groggy all right but that was my first uh, okay <laughs> introduction right, right right and uh, what were the reasons that you joined the army I mean did you and how did you choose your branch of service I mean uh, in 1957, after we had finished matriculation, my brother and myself, I have a twin brother, both of us appeared for the Joint Services Entrance Examination for NDA and both of us were selected in the written examination. Pretty soon we got our letter for interview and I said I am not going for the interview and my brother said I will go for the interview. He went and he was selected. I then continued with the with my studies and went to engineering college. And in 1963, under the university entry scheme, a team came to select students in the final year of the college. And there I was selected. I see. And okay. from there I was asked to go to Indian Military Academy for further training. Mm -hmm. So this is slightly different from uh, the intake from NDA, which is generally a preferred route mm -hmm. to go and join the army. Right, right. In uh, early 50s, National Defense Academy was set up in Pune. And we were in Pune doing our schooling. And we used to find cadets from National Defense Academy visiting Pune cantonment, very smart muftis uh, with a haircut uh, and a hat. Uh, and we were pretty impressed by their uh, turnover. Mm -hmm. After that, I had few opportunities to play tennis with services players. Uh, and 
that impressed me quite a lot because they used to come as sparkling white uh, shorts and whites and uh, that was quite impressive. Added to this was my uncle was in the Navy, who was a rear admiral, and my brother-in-law was in the Air Force, who was a Air Vice Marshal. So it is not surprising that uh, they impressed me quite a lot and uh, Army was uh, considered very, very actively by me right. as a profession. And um, how did you imagine military life before you joined? And did it change? Did your perceptions change afterwards? Since my relatives were in the Army, my brother had joined NDA, I was pretty confident what the life in uh, army would be like, uh, what would be the protocols that would be followed. And I didn't find myself uh, in any kind of trouble settling down in the army. Uh, the only thing that I found was uh, most of the people were rather reluctant uh, to speak out what they felt was right. Uh, and I found it quite uh, amusing and surprising because I thought this was a place where I, everybody could express themselves freely. Uh, but that was not so. Uh, in many cases, of course, be, uh, you could be right. But uh, in many cases, uh, I found that people uh, didn't have the courage mm. to speak up what mm. they felt right. And that's little that impression I still carry. Maybe over the period that uh, ethos has changed. Mm. I, I, I'm not sure. Mm. So usually they say yours not to question why. Ours so. is but to do and <laughs> die. die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Um, can you describe a, a funny moment in your yes, there first year? Couple, first year, yes. Yes, there were a couple of funny moments. And uh, I was doing the commando course uh, where... Uh, we are supposed to, there is a water tank, huge uh, swimming pool kind of things with towers on either side connected by a one foot wide ramp and that is about 20 feet above the ground. And you have to put on your full gear, battle gear, and go to the top and walk from one end to the other. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, to make you uncomfortable, they will be shaking the tower <laughs> a little and life becomes very yeah. uh, difficult. And after you go to the center, you have to say, Commando Ramchandran jumps and he, we have to jump down into the pool. So the, there was a Ustad, who, who, you know, the person who teaches us, he went on top of the thing, I, I, I say, Karna hai. And he was right in the middle of it uh, when, I don't know, he slipped and <laughs> we fell down. Very, very rarely it happens. We all burst into laughter. Uh, but uh, that was taken very seriously by officers and they said, Hey, why are you laughing? Your comrade has fallen down and you are laughing. That was a great lesson for us. You know, I said... Uh, Yes, that's wrong. We did uh, go for a 20-kilometer route march after that for, uh, you know, smiling and uh, when uh, your own comrade falls down. But that was a message very well driven home. Mm, yeah, that's true. 
And, and of course, there was another incident when uh, uh, we were in a mess uh, with a, my company commander and few other friends and uh, having drinks when uh, the com company commander's wife rang him up and said, hey, you know, what are you doing? Why don't you come home? We haven't you come home. He said, oh, we are in a meeting and uh, we'll be there very soon. But our drinking went on, and uh, there were a couple of calls. And after about half an hour and one hour, we found a group of ladies coming in. And uh, lo and behold, there was this officer's wife, and she said, Hey, this is your meeting going on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. Hmm. Be, uh, good to know what how he <laughs> dealt with it. <laughs> And uh, what about uh, adapting to the life? I mean, how do you, how did you, or how do you remember adapting to the military life? I adopted to the military life quite uh, easily. I, I did not find it very difficult at all. I was very fond of uh, getting up early, uh, games. Uh, the only thing I've, I found, uh, since I had not undergone any training, uh, in uh, physical training or otherwise in uh, uh, the college, whereas the, all the other students are, are coming from NDA, or, uh, they, they are all doing this day and night. And that part, physical part, I mm -hmm. found a little tough. That was initially for about uh, a year or so, but thereafter, for example, in cross-country running, I, I took the lead and I used to stand first in the mm. uh, run. And because of, I took up to tennis also very seriously and uh, they, I was selected to play for uh, represent services. Mm. That was good. And because of these two activities, mm. uh, uh, people said, hey, he's a, a sm smart guy or whatever it is, the impression I had made. And uh, I found my life pretty easy thereafter. Okay, okay. Mm. Uh, but being in the army and also you've been in uh, Bangladesh war, must have been quite a traumatic time. I mean, you must have seen some battle action and must have left some impact on you, which I don't know if you have it even now. Yes, indeed. I did participate in the war, but uh, I, even though Corps of Signals is a fighting arm, we are not along with the infantry or the artillery troop which goes ahead. Mm. Uh, we, were, we are a little behind with the formation headquarters. But even then, for example, at a place called Jesso, uh, after the initial uh, run over by the Indian Army, uh, I was following up to set up uh, rearward communication and uh, the whole thing was very eerie with dead bodies all around and uh, uh, ghost town. Nobody's venturing out of the place. Uh, and when you see, that was the first time I had seen dead bodies in numbers, large numbers. Thereafter, we went on beyond that to a place called up to Kulna. And uh, it was sad. It was sad to see that people could be so ruthless to kill uh, you know innocent civilians uh, or perhaps there may be you know uh, pakistani armies to people uh, officers or men also perhaps uh, in mm. civilian uniform i don't mm. know mm. Uh, but uh, it was a traumatic experience uh, it had a lasting 
impression on me the mm-hmm. what is life all about uh, mm-hmm. uh, yes it it was difficult yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact uh, many times i i even now i get dreams of mm. the war and uh, i i get up with a start you know mm. Yeah. After the war, it was maybe more often, but uh, mm. but now very still, rarely. But it's mm. still even which is surprising. People say that uh, residual stress should not last such a long period. But mm. uh, at times, I maybe once in six months or mm. so, I mm. do get bad dreams relating to war. Okay. Mm. That's I think something that most men have to deal with, That's and right. and That's women right. now that That's yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, how did you stay in touch with your family and friends? I mean, the most one of the biggest advantages of joining the Corps of Signals is we have the communication <laughs> yes, at our at your fingertips. fingertips. Uh-huh. You know, even senior officers, even the Corps commander, divisional commanders, they all used to say, "Hey, हमारे बीवी का कॉल लगा दो रामचंद्रन इधर आ जाओ मैं मैं हमारे बीवी का कॉल लगा दो." and i was oc one company that means you know all the communications with with were with me so uh, i used to say yes yes certainly kar lijiye but i could understand you mm. know how the amount of stress uh, and uh, the feeling there i could find the happiness in their face when they had spoken with their uh, spouses mm. and uh, children that was fun up, that yeah. was really very satisfying and mm. Right. So for a change, I was a god for them. <laughs> <laughs> and and how was it? Uh, how did you feel coming back from the combat, back home? It it is an indescribable feeling. I I don't know how to describe that. Uh, it is once yes, perhaps I, we f- do feel elated that we are back from the horrible. Uh, war uh, but uh, again you find terrible void in the sense too much of silence too much of we were busy there almost 24 hours a day and suddenly it is very very quiet and uh, <laughs> peaceful normal yeah. life you know you find hey what is this so uh, what 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 do i do now and uh, mm-hmm. so it is mm-hmm. it is a mixed feeling uh, but it is certainly elated uh, but i really can't describe mm. how under somebody goes through that Mm-mm. right But, yes mm. yes after being in the middle of so much of tension that's right because you have yeah. seen people wailing dying crying in pain in uh, uh, agony and uh, then you are rushing you are remorseless you couldn't care what the hell is happening and uh, so suddenly you come home and you find love affection uh, peace, sympathy empathy total peace yeah. yes and uh, it's it's a, a, a indescribable mm. uh, feeling mm-hmm. altogether yeah and was there anything you really missed about civilian life after the joining the army frankly i didn't uh, miss mm. anything much but yes uh, in army in civilian life you are there you can do whatever you feel like you have only one boss and uh, you don't have to worry whereas here 
24 by 7 you are under uh, of the, your work responsibility and uh, not only that there is we are bound by something known as army act and more than that something known as officer like qualities you are expected certain things are just no no Uh, for example, if lady comes, you are supposed to stand up. If we are going for lunch, ladies are always first. Uh, you are not supposed to start eating before the guests start eating. Uh, evening time, you can't go in a half shirt, uh, half sleeve shirt. Uh, uh, very, very good things, uh, and uh, and you know this. You know the civilians will certainly find it uh, rather strange. Mm. But basically, these are all good behavior and good manners. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. it's uh, the civilian should also follow it. This I don't see anything. That's you know, what the I, I personally feel. Yes, mm. absolutely. But uh, uh, I think, at least during my times, they used to say, "Hey, kya tum, you know, Britisher jaisa kar raha hai, kya hai ye style." Uh, but it is not so. They are all good habits. They are good habits to mm, inculcate. Mm, mm. Why not respect a lady? Yeah. Uh, you know why not uh, uh, give the guest his due uh, honor by asking him to mm. help himself first, and mm. then you start uh, eating. But there are many other uh, protocols which mm -hmm. uh, we follow, and uh, that's it, that's a big difference between uh, civilian, civilian life, life and mm. Indian life. Uh, they will again that we have. Uh, many facilities that are available in the army and people misunderstand about that like uh, we have a canteen facility and uh, we have you know they feel we get liquor free which is not so everything we pay a price a canteen facility yes we get some discounts uh, but mm. you know we carry a huge responsibility also uh, but these are all misconceptions which mm. uh, yeah And is there someone whom you served with, who made uh, you very much remember or may made an yes, impact? I I do I do very fondly recall my association with uh, Lieutenant General Krishna Swami Balaram. Uh, 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 he was my neighbor when I was instructor at Mau, and uh, uh, absolutely man of impeccable integrity. Fantastic bearing in the sense of ramrod straight and uh, uh, terrific uh, posture. Uh, protocol means protocol, rules means rules, but full of empathy. In spite of that, mm. knowledgeably, for uh, in so far as his knowledge was concerned, I think he was during that time he was the only officer who had done uh, M Tech in UK. And staff college in India, one of the very very few officers who have achieved, who were good technically as well as uh, tactically general staff duties, mm. uh, rare rare combination. And uh, somehow I like to like to emulate him to the extent possible. And he was also very fond of me, and especially my children, Muma and Priya. Mm. Mm. Okay, and. Um, Now that you've served so long and you, you know, after retirement, would you have any advice that you would give to soldiers on life and after retirement? Life after retirement. Life after retirement. One must remember that uh, 
in army you are well taken care of you are paid well you are constant you are busy 24 by 7 some activity other sports other activities activities professional activities one must start preparing for retirement well in advance and perhaps start saving financially also you could also start thinking on what after my retirement am i going to take up a job or not uh, if not if i don't take a job what are the pitfalls if i take the job what are the uh, so one serious consideration needs to be given post op retirement, retirement uh, activities uh, if you come out without any activities i do know officers who have come out of the army and out in the blue and running from pillar to post for a job or you know how to manage their financial uh, this thing situations so i think these need to be given very very serious uh, consideration social life for example uh, army is there is no dearth of social life you know you are some activity or other going on how are you going to adjust to the social mm. life when you are fairly new to the uh, mm. whole place that's also an mm. issue that uh, mm. you need to consider beforehand and and besides one aspect i have always thought of is that uh, you you all in the army have orderlies who do all the work for you polishing your shoes everything is done for you you can't expect that in a civilian life you have to do everything yourself no, unless you are very good servants but those servants won't will not do these things for you you are absolutely right uh, mala you know there again i would tell you general balram was the one who told me hey you know I, why are you using the orderly mm. you know i do my own polishing and i started doing on my polish not only that thereafter to whichever unit i went on posting i refused to have an orderly with us mm-hmm. i said i will not i do not need my orderly i can take care of my dress i can take care of my polishing of my shoes i will not make the make use of the orderlies for any purpose other mm-hmm. than what they are supposed to do in fact i would discourage anybody using orderlies mm-hmm. okay and sometimes civilians as you mentioned earlier have a false impression of the, the army and one of them is they think that because drink is available liquor is available army uh, you know military they're all used to drinking a lot again wrong perception mm. i would say 5% of the people in the army love their drinks which is rather surprising and uh, but uh, it is generalized which is uh, not correct mm. and even though they drink they drink in moderation we are told time and again about you know liquor and its uh, bad effects how it can affect your financial uh, uh, positions and uh, how it is not good for health mm. and therefore uh, there is lot of awareness that has now been generated and uh, i find that what uh, they say is uh, incorrect and even after retirement i have seen that uh, people from the army know their you know limit yes this far and no further they stop it mm. 
It's a wrong notion, unfortunately, that people from the army, mm. uh, because they get very cheap liquor, they are all uh, drunkards. It's it's not so at all. Mm. Right. Yeah. And finally, one thing I'm always wondered is, you know, like if you work, it, it depends on your career. Each one develops a certain sort of habits during that time. And some we carry on into the rest of our lives. Some we try to change. So what are some habits that you sort of learned in the, got used to in the army and which you want to leave or some habits that you want to continue? Some of the habits is that politeness. I would like to continue with that. I learned it. I tried to be as polite as possible. Uh, I, I I like very, you know, paka haircut, army style haircut. I would like to, these days I am not able to do it because <laughs> uh, of COVID, but uh, I, I because of COVID, I give a haircut to my brother and my brother gives haircut to me, but we have close army haircuts. Mm. <laughs> uh, then uh, other thing which I enjoy is getting up early. And uh, mm. here also I, I find myself getting up early as a very, very good habit. It gives mm. me a lot of time to uh, at my disposal. Right. Uh, they, they are some of the things I would certainly like to uh, continue with. Uh, the bad things? I don't think bad army taught me anything Any bad, bad things. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, Colonel, uh, I find that uh, in Indian movies, you know, many of whether Bollywood, Hollywood, Tollywood, whatever it is, uh, they tend to, uh, you know, have a lot of mistakes in whether they, they be police stations or uh, medical, let's say, hospitals army and all that so which movies did you find or any movie at all that had a depiction of the army in a realistic way most of the pictures depict the army life generally in a uh, correct way there are some glaring mistakes all right insofar as the medals are concerned the battle honors are concerned or the dress is concerned uh, but amongst the pictures, two stand out. And first is Hamdono. Mm. Okay. Uh, and the second is Sher Shah. Mm -hmm. Hamdono I liked because, you know, it, it reflects the right feelings of a person who is away from his family, his wife and fiancé. And I found it, uh, and the uh, role played by Devanand as the army officer and his batman, and they were generally to the point and uh, hardly any, mm. uh, I wouldn't say there were any blemishes. Mm. Other one is the Shersha. Mm. Uh, uh, Shersha was a fast movie, and uh, since it was fast moving, even though there were some errors, they were, uh, you know, overlooked by. Uh, but again, that was a very well-made movie and the battle scenarios mm. were quite uh, uh, to the point and right. quite relevant, I found. Can you remember a specific scene in any movie that uh, resonated with you and reflected your feelings, your very real emotions uh, exactly? No, I remember that song, Abhina Jao Chhodke. And I remember because 
when we come on leave and when we go back that is what exactly we feel like we come you know annually so very spots and in between and but we short leaves when you come and you are meeting your five children and going back yeah and especially if you are newly married i think uh, it's a very very it's valid point yes at least i found so mm. thank you colonel ramachandran for this remarkable insight into army life it was really so fascinating you know and a great having you with us today thank you very much இந்த வலையொலி அனுபவ் தேசிய சமூக பாதுகாப்பு நிறுவனம் சமூக நீதி மற்றும் அதிகாரமளித்தல் அமைச்சகம் மற்றும் மீடியா ஃபார் கம்யூனிட்டி ஃபவுண்டேஷன் இவர்களின் கூட்டு முயற்சியாக உங்களிடம் கொண்டு வரப்பட்டது திட்ட ஒருங்கிணைப்பாளர்கள் டாக்டர் ஆர் ஸ்ரீதர் மற்றும் ஆலோக் வர்மா அவர்கள் வானொலி ஒருங்கிணைப்பாளர்கள் பூஜா முராடா கௌசல்யா மற்றும் சாய் சுதா அவர்கள் தயாரிப்பாளர்கள் கோவை வாணி கோவை கேர் ரிட்டையர்மெண்ட் கம்யூனிட்டிஸ் நீங்கள் ஒரு மூத்த குடிமகனாக இருந்து உதவி தேவைப்பட்டால் எங்கள் எல்டர்லைன் ஹெல்ப் லைனை தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு இல் தொடர்பு கொள்ளவும் காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை ஒரு சிறந்த வாழ்க்கையை வாழ உங்களுக்கு உதவி செய்ய நாங்கள் உறுதியளிக்கிறோம் மறுபடியும் கேளுங்கள் தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை தட்ஸ் ஆல் ஃபார் டுடே ஃபோக்ஸ் பி சேஃப் ஃபைட் கோவிட் வித் டூ வேக்சினேஷன்ஸ் வேர் அ மாஸ்க் வென் யூ கோ அவுட் கீப் சேஃப் டிஸ்டன்ஸ் அப்சர்வ் ப்ராப்பர் ஹைஜீன் வி மஸ்ட் வின் வி வில் வின் தேங்க்யூ ஜாய் ஹிந்த்